Hi, thanks for joining us on another episode of Teacher Nerds Podcast. Joe and Ron are self-proclaimed teacher nerds geeking out on all things education. They are looking to move educational practices out of the 1900s factory worker model to a student-driven classroom full of empathetic, creative, and collaborative students who are willing to take risks. Joe and Ron welcome you to join discussions they used to have privately, where they discussed educational tools, techniques, ideas, policies, and much more. Joe is a third grade teacher and Ron a technology teacher for grades three to eight. Thank you for listening and becoming one of the teacher nerds. Check us out on teachernerds.com and that's nerds with a Z. Find us on Instagram at teacher nerds podcast or on Twitter at teacher nerds. And now a word from a sponsor. Four, have you heard about the nerds? What's the word? Teacher nerds. You can tweet them out on Twitter. You can find them on the gram. After listening to their podcast, you'd be sitting there like, bam! Trying to take the teaching from one level to the next. Reaching up to Canada and down to Mexico. Gotta go. Teacher nerds. Start the show. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Teacher Nerds Podcast. I'm Ron Nober. I'm Joe DiPaolo. I am a technology teacher, third grade to eighth grade. And I teach third grade. And today our guest is Marissa Thompson. Marissa from California, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here, guys. Yeah, well, this, was a, uh, this was a long time coming. We had a yeah. few times we had to cancel. I had power outages. I mean, it, yeah. it was a crazy, crazy experience. I think We're this was here. supposed to happen three weeks ago or something. Yeah. We got <laughs> um, it. We got it figured out. Yeah, figured we got out. it. Hey, better late than never, right? That's right. <laughs> so, Marissa, do you just want to you know, introduce yourself to the audience and tell them a little bit about you? So, my name is Marissa Thompson. I'm a high school English teacher in San Diego, California. Um, I also do professional development work for the University of San Diego. And I speak and blog and coach and do teacher support and innovation and everything else that we could possibly do, just, um, right. Everything we all right, do. Everything. Right. Um, and then I, I guess as I'm sure we'll dive into, I'm, my philosophy is that we can really improve things, even within the kind of the box that we've been given, um, for teachers and for students, both. It doesn't have to be either or. So that's, that's what I'm about. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, as always, we usually start our episodes with a little icebreaker. Um, you know, we call that two yes more, one no way. And, you know, Joe, you had texted me uh, last night about this as a topic. So do you want to introduce? Yeah. You know, I forget what I was watching, but they, they talked about, oh, you know, it, it was uh, Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> and they were talking <laughs> about, you know, where are we going to summer? And and I started thinking, man, wouldn't that be great? Like to I could have that here. issue. <laughs> yeah, I could winter here. Um, yeah. So I thought, what a great topic for our conversation with Marissa. It's time for two yes more, one no. I love it, and that's actually, I have to say, when you guys text me, I was like, that absolutely that. Yeah. So, but um, I grew up in a um, middle, you know, middle income household. And, but my mom worked for the airlines. So I've actually traveled oh. a ton um, because we could travel for free. Yeah. Wow, that's so awesome. I, I, I've been to like 
20 countries and I've been all over. My, my work passion is education, but my own personal passion is travel. Um, so I was like, Oh my gosh, that's, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> so, um, right now, the, the plan is, of course, we're all working so much this summer, right? Especially this summer. So, um, just little trips, day trips. Um, well, we'll probably go up to the Redwoods in Northern nice. California. Um, we're going camping, beach camping this weekend or this week, pardon me. Um, so probably pretty local this summer. Um, but, uh, my goal in the next few years is to get a, uh, like a condo in Hawaii, like everybody else, right? Right. So then during the summer, I could go be with my family there for like a month and then we would rent it out during the rest of the school year. So that's like the ultimate dream that might be somewhat attainable. Okay. But the ultimate dream, um, I took students uh, with a couple of teacher friends. We took students to Thailand and Cambodia and Vietnam a few years ago. And Cambodia is just incredible. Like I, I was, I was more excited about Thailand and Vietnam. And then I got to Cambodia and I was like, what is going on here? This is amazing. So the dream would be like Cambodia, Indonesia, Southeast Asia. Something. Wow. Okay. Yeah. The dream. What, 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 what was it that hooked you? You know, I, I've been to Asia a few times and Cambodia has a really interesting history, good and bad. Um, and so we did Angkor Wat and, you know, all these beautiful historical sites. But then there's also this, um, because it was a heavily influenced by the French. So it's this blend of like Asian culture and French. Oh, wow. And it's just, it's really neat. Um, it's extremely safe. Um, and there were times like in Bangkok, where, hey, we don't go there, but we do go here, you know. <laughs> right. Um, but Cambodia, they're like, you are absolutely safe here. Um, oh. and you can go wander around and do whatever you like to do. And yeah, the food was amazing. And it was just, I don't know. It was just really, awesome. really nice. Cool. So cool. if you get a chance. Yeah. It so it's a little more distant for us on the East Coast to, to get to. But. You could go the other way. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, what about a no way, like where oh. you're just not interested? So I've never been to the Grand Canyon, if you want to appreciate it. Like, I'm in California. I've never been right, to the right. Grand Canyon. So um, my husband was like, we should take an RV to the Grand Canyon. I'm like, in July? Like, what? <laughs> why would we do that? No. So... Um, Definitely not the desert during the okay. summer, and I know a lot of people do, and, and right. more power to yeah, you. Yeah, um, But they made a I, movie that's about not it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do it, you know. So I'm I'm anywhere there's water, I'm good. But um, yeah. I'm not I'm not desert at all. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I appreciate it. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah. Uh, Ron, John, you, you want to go, go next? One minute? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So uh, my two, I'm not a beach person. Like I'm oh. just, you know, like. I can appreciate the beach. Yeah. Right. Like, but to just sit on the beach, like I am a pasty white dude. It is not. <laughs> You're bald, wearing your socks with bald, your pasty white, right? right? Like, yeah, it it is not a good, a good mix. Yeah. Um, so I like Cape Cod, New England. Okay. Um, you know, so, uh, my wife's brother has a house in Cape Cod. So we, oh. we go there quite often and it's kind of a cool mix of the beach. And then you can feel like you're in the mountains in 10 minutes. Uh, you know, you're in the deep in the woods and it's just a cool mix. Um, so Cape Cod would definitely be one. If I could spend the summer in Cape Cod, I'd be really happy. And then the other would be in Maine, you know, kind of same area, but um, Maine has that cool rocky coast and 
you know, it's not too hot and lobster, you know, like <laughs> lobster, lobster rolls. Like, uh, I'm, uh, I love a good you like seafood, roll. huh, Ron? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A nice clam bake and all that. Um, so that would be my, my two yes more is Maine, Cape Cod. Um, and then my no way would have to be, um, like the Caribbean, you know, spending a, a summer in the Caribbean. It's already hot <laughs> enough in New Jersey. Like it is just not, not my That's thing. Not I, I, I know Mar- Marissa I'm dying like, over here. are like, you oh. crazy? <laughs> I'm losing it, but um, that's, that's okay. Hey, like, right? That's vanilla chocolate yeah. strawberry, right? That's it. <laughs> that's right. I love it. All right, Joe. Well, this is, this is, I've been thinking a lot about this, uh, especially after the last three months. It's been so crazy. And uh, the day I had today, you know, Marissa, it's funny you're talking about going camping. I was like, you know what? We have um, the Appalachian Trail that, you know, runs and it's, there's, there's a couple spots that are within probably 20 minutes that we could drive there and hop on. I'm like, I was having such a bad day. I'm like, maybe I just need to grab a sleeping bag, a tent and spend two days just walking up and down the trail. Um, but that's not my two yes mores though. Um, <laughs> my wa- good, right? no, oh, oh, well, you know what? I started thinking like, could I really even do that? Like, cause I've, I've never experienced anything like been camping. But I've never just grabbed things and gone and, and have not had just everything checked off. Like, this is where we're going to stop and, right. and, you know, we'll refill here and, and, you know, get supplies there. Um, definitely something I always wanted to do. But if, if it was, you know, after summer break, one of my first places would be any place with waist high waves. I don't care if the water's warm. I don't care if the water's cold. I don't care if it's my friends. I don't care if it's just myself. I want to go someplace and, <laughs> and just, and, you know, bring my favorite longboard. It's a uh, nine feet and a single fin and just spend all day just, just surfing and, and Ron, you know, I'll wear sunscreen. I'll wear a big bucket hat. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> because I don't like to get sunburned either. Um, but, but that's just, uh, you know, it, it's something that's soothing to my soul. And, and right now it's like, that's, I think that's something that could be very beneficial to, to me. Um, where, where I'm at. Um, second place would be kind of the opposite. Um, I've been watching on Instagram. I, I follow a lot of snowboarding, uh, posts. Uh, I want to know where you can go snowboard now in a t-shirt. Like I, I just, to me, I love that. Can you do that in California? You can come to California. We'll make sure that you get there. Yeah. I, when I ski, I don't snowboard. That was a bad day, but, yeah. The, <laughs> but yeah, you'll, I take the jacket off. Everything goes, oh. I might be in a sweater. Um, yeah. but yeah, a t-shirt for sure. You need to, you need to move out here. Jeff. I'm telling yeah, you. Joe, I, like <laughs> you could go snowboarding and then be surfing. And that's what evening. I love. I, <laughs> I love that, that whole concept. Um, so, so those are my two yeses and my one no. And you know what? I was going to say, um, Asia and, and you just totally talked it up. Um, <laughs> it's but, amazing. And, and I think it's just because it's so foreign to me. Like yeah. it's, it's almost like, I don't want to say scary, but you know, I don't know it. And, and I just overwhelming, I would think. And, you know, and just like, with, yeah. yeah, sensory overload, I think with, with yeah. people and, and not being a people person, like I think China. <laughs> and if all of Asia is like China, I, I feel as if I would be, I, I don't like cities. I don't like people and crowds of people. Um, so my anxiety would be so through I'm the so roof. So I'm so glad you're in the classroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> There's nothing like a teacher who's like, I don't like people. I don't like <laughs> not people. people. I meant like crowds. 
people are okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I don't consider kids people. Like, uh, I don't like adults. <laughs> I know this hey, is bad. Right Let's down start that over. That's yeah. Yo, that's yeah. coming out as the quote of the, the episode. <laughs> I don't consider kids people. Kids aren't people. Um, uh, good. I'm really glad we were able to do this. Our one episode was the, it was hashtag meat juice <laughs> from that. We, we did a two yes, no more, one no way burgers. Okay. And, and meat juice came up like multiple times. So French, just, French dips. French yeah. dips. <laughs> oh, French dips. Yeah, the au jus, the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. That's funny. Joe, I'm going to send you pictures of Asia. I'm going to send you what it, because I understand that feeling and there's that claustrophobia. Right. Like, because we have a different, um, than a lot of other cultures, we have a very different, like, personal space bubble, which mm-hmm. is even bigger now, right? Like, yeah, we have yeah. like a six foot bubble now. Yeah. So, um yeah it is definitely different and then even just the culture shock of i don't recognize any letters right it's a little right. overwhelming you know um but i get it well, so i'm gonna i'm gonna sell you on it especially with surfing and with you know, you're you know it's out. scary though i'm uh i i i i enjoy food and 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 what scares you know i've been out of the country before and and <sighs> that's one of my 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 hangups is is trying new foods and and I'm and I'm not uh, how do I put like I'm almost afraid of of things and and yeah. you know I I know yeah. what I like and I'm not very adventurous when it when it comes to eating so it's just uh, it was one of those things and as soon as you started talking I'm like oh man she's gonna rip me apart <laughs> and I, not only I'm, am I gonna rip you apart I'm putting down here Asia pictures to joke <laughs> and um, recipes because we have a bunch of pictures of all of our food and everything. I actually, um, I just recently for my, my mom's birthday, because we're all about food too, but we're also all about travel. We just did a, um, a remote, a virtual online cooking class from Sri Lanka and they taught oh. us how to make curry for oh, two that's hours. Awesome. So I was like, it's amazing. It's $7 and we just, it was so much fun. And, but okay, I'm sorry. And then, so Joe's no is Asia. Okay. <laughs> so you're going to change my mind. I'm, 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 I'm open for that. Okay. All right. That's good. That's a good. Yeah, and I, I, I said like Thailand is one of my bucket list places. Like Thailand or Japan even is like a a bucket list place for me. Yeah, uh, amazing places. Yeah, that's awesome that you've gotten to travel that much. Yeah, very cool. I'm very lucky, and I have to say that was one of the biggest things. Like when I became a mom, was uh, the withdrawals I would have to go through in not traveling for a few years at least. Mm, right. And um, and so it's been it's been tough. Um, but I'm looking forward to that in yeah. the future. How old are your kids? Six and four. Okay, okay. so yeah. Or rather like 17 and two, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Just right there where I'm like, why are you, t- what is happening right now? You know, you yep. seem like my, my high school students and I don't know what you're doing, you know, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're super fun and we're ready to get them, get them out into the world. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. My, my son's. Oh, I'm sorry. Go, go Joe. I, I was just gonna say my son's 14, and and we took him to Costa Rica when he was eight, and and we went over Christmas. But the July before that, we took him to Disney World, and uh, I said, you know, what'd you like better? And he goes, Costa Rica. That's and, my and I, kid. And I thought, you know what? You know, you give the kid at eight years old Disney World or or you know out of the country, yeah. and and I was I was shocked. Um, but but the experiences just to see him take it all in was really cool yeah yeah that's really neat. i haven't been to costa rica yet that's on the list yeah that's a, that's a fun one and it's, it's so i mean besides the the ticket there it's so inexpensive 
Yeah. So inexpensive. Yeah. Um, but that's definitely, that's, that's a good one to go. We could do an entire episode just on that. I was just going to uh, say, like, yeah. <laughs> teacher nerds I'm travel. I'm super into it. Yeah. That's right. That's absolutely right. Uh, yeah, I appreciate that. That was a that was a fun one. We had a lot of laughs during that. <laughs> Sorry, I was do that can, be short. I can right. listen. I consider kids people. <laughs> okay, good. I just want to get that on the record. Yeah, right. and you can stay in the classroom. Then I'm fine with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you are a people person when it comes to you know. It's just the crowds. You're like you know we're we're kind of two peas in a pod a little bit. Like yeah. I grew up in Philadelphia in the inner, you know, inner city, like, and now I live on a dirt road in the middle of the country. Chick- chickens and cows. Yeah. Like <laughs> I look yeah, out his window, Joe Fro, and there'll be cows walking down the road. Yeah. yeah like we have, we have nightly a peacock from the neighbors comes up and visits and, you know, every once in a while a cow will get out and you'll, my wife will be sitting on the couch and she'll be like, uh, there's a cow on the road. <laughs> okay. You know, <laughs> Yeah, he's back. Yeah, it's just normal, you know. That's so fun. Um, But yeah, I think that's the people, you know, like that tight, you know, city type. City, yep, city. Yeah. Um, All right, so I guess let's get into our our episode. Um, So I guess, you know, Marissa, I I contacted you um, because you had put out a, a really cool video of you doing, I guess, like a, almost like a class, you know. Um with solutions for distance learning. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's how we got in touch. You had thrown that out there and I, I contacted you. And, you know, so I guess what, you know, we've just ended our school years. This episode is going to air when like I guess schools are beginning. Yeah. Or yeah. just before. Um, so what would you say are some of the, the lessons that you picked up on for remote learning? So I have to say first, my professional development courses that I do are all online. They're 100% online. So I've been doing that for about five years, um, five, six years. And then I love, I am a people person, you know, <laughs> and, but I, I love discussions with my students. I adore my students, um, even the tough ones, right? So the, the idea of moving from my high school class to online, even though I was used to teaching online and offering feedback to adults online, it was a really hard time for me um, as a high school teacher, especially because we, I consider our course to be discussion based. Like all my, my assessments, my number one assessment is through discussion. Um, and I think it's like the ultimate life skill. Like that, that's why we're in class, right? So if nothing else from remote learning, the really being able to see the value and joy in the classroom environment and being with people and having discussions. Um, you know, we sit here, we're kind of getting used to it now through a Zoom or through a Meet, but it's really different to be talking about uh, topics that are so important to discuss, especially right, right now, right? And uh, topics that are so important yep. to us as a country and as a global community are so important to us personally and, and important to our soul. That's hard to do through a hangout yeah. or through a Zoom and, and not to be able to read someone's energy and someone's um, body language and uh, really have that sense of community when you don't have everyone in one space. So that was something that one of the first things that my students said that they realized was how how much they miss being in that room and having those discussions. And I, I yeah, I it is a special, special thing. And and one student did get back and they're like, I just realized that we're not, we don't get to finish it. 
we don't get to finish what, these discussions that we've started right. together. And I was like, I, it breaks my heart, but I came to that <laughs> realization right. a lot earlier than you did. And I understand. So, for, so for me, that, uh, is number one, that school is a place where discussions happen. And that's like that training ground for the type of, of world we want to have. Right. Um, or it can be that way, right? School can be that way. I think that's one thing. Um, but I think it's really pushed a lot of people to really consider what their assessments are. If you mm-hmm. can't have a quiz and you can't have a test and right. you can't have a discussion, what, what are you about? You know, and what are you going to ask the students to do? So I think those are conversations worth having the whole, you know, I don't know if it was nationwide, but at least California that was great. Our grading system was a no harm grading system. Did you guys have that? We, I've, I've never heard a call. I mean, we did pass-fail. Like, it was just strictly pass-fail. Yeah. And so, for us, it was – but there was a phrase that we used here in California of a do-no-harm grading wow. system. Okay. And it made me go, I like that we prefer that we not harm people. Right. <laughs> The fact that our old grading system would be the harmful one. Right, right. Well, right. That's what's implied, right? If this is do no harm, the other one causes some kind of... Causes harm. Right, And it's like, wait, I have a real problem with... Okay, I'm glad that we've brought this up. (laughs) Can we we pull at this a little bit? So um, really talking about grading systems, really talking about what our purpose is as educators, um, the idea that we some of our practices are harmful. Right. Intentionally, unintentionally, you know, um, I, I, and other things like we knew that these were problems before COVID. We knew that there were problems. And then right. as soon as we go into this pandemic, you know, experience for education, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, these are real problems that we need to solve right away. And it's like, you know what? If we had just solved them when we realized the problem, right. we would have been fine by now. So, so that, are you talking that, about like disparity? Yeah, the you know, digital like, divide, yeah, the, yeah. you know, um, the disparity even between courses or sites or within the district. Uh, but anything where you're like, the, the kids don't have food during the summer or the winter break. Right. So we kind of help out there. But what happens if, you know, or all, all of those, yes, the te- getting technology into the hands of students, the fact that our students don't have Wi-Fi. Why is Wi-Fi not a right, right. like water or electricity? Um, and there are, of course, places in our country where that's not doesn't seem to be right. right that's either. not yeah either yeah. So that's it's like look if we if we can identify that the problem exists instead of waiting until it is exacerbated, why don't we just fix it? Right. We have smart people. Right. So lots of little lessons I think, but then also just the bringing up of these topics. Well, I think one of the the ones that I think uh, when we talked to Laura Spencer that she brought up that we you know agree you know if you're getting rid of state testing, are you saying it's not that important? Right. You know, so like, what about all the finances that go into state testing? How could that be reallocated for things like Wi-Fi or devices or food? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for sure. And and the same thing with grades. We don't need letter grades all of a sudden. Right. 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 That was quick. Right. You know, so if, if, I just, I find it fascinating, um, and I hope that the conversations continue, that we don't go back to normal. Like, we keep right. talking about when we go back to normal, it's like, cool, I'm fine with, I want to go back to normal, too. I want to see my students, you know? Right. But, well, right. when you say go back to normal, you want to go back to to the classroom. To, right. Yes. To, in a classroom. Yes. That's yes. the normal you want. Yes. And I think that, that, but the fact when we start 
bringing them all into the topic of back to normal. I don't want to go back to normal. No, I want to go back right. to my class. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah and they're yeah. almost, we, you know, I think people need, almost, we, we need to have that conversation of just, we're not talking about normal, normal. We're talking about, like you said, back in the classroom, the yeah. normal wasn't great. No, you know? evidently not. Right. Right. Uh, but, I mean, but it was easy. Right. And that's right. why change right. was hard. Because right, right. In, in order to change things, and, and not that Ron and I run a totally changed classroom, but I think we each run a different classroom than a lot of other teachers. And yeah. and it's hard. It's, right. it's hard it to... Is, it is hard to change, but Joe, wouldn't you agree, and I now look at me trying to sell it, but <laughs> it, 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 once we passed like four or five weeks, it started to get easier. I was surprised at how quickly it could change. I, what surprised me was was how quick the kids started to adapt to things. Right. Um, and, and you talk about having online courses and as adults, you know, we've taken online courses in college and Ron and I had recently gotten into, uh, UDL. So we had been using videos in class and, and I teach third grade. So it was, you know, I started a lot different, probably where you might have started with high school students, but, but that's what was great was when we started that in September. So when, when we started pushing forth new instruction through the use of video, you know, our kids already knew, well, number one, we weren't giving them a video for a third grader longer than three and a half minutes. Um, but then, you know, they would able to, to watch, pause, think about something, write something down, you know, go back, review things. Um, yeah. so that, that platform was already there. Um, and, and that's, you know, Ron and I have been pushing just ideas like this for a while and people are like, yeah, 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 that's great. Oh, yeah. Look at that. That's awesome. And now like, you know, what do they say when, when it hits the fan? You know, yeah. like every Ron's phone was ringing off the hook. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. Was, yeah. The, the emails, which is which is great because right. now was, it's like, ooh, you know, Ron and I have been have been talking about this type of thing. You know, just this type of teaching, um, definitely heavily for the past year, and and now it's like people are starting to realize, man, it it can work and and it should work. Um, yeah, and it can be useful when we go back to the classroom. Right. Most definitely. Right. One of my, one of my friends, uh, George Porter is a, a tech coach and a, a high school English teacher in my district. And he goes, you know, I really think I'm going to start each class with this like five minute, 10 minute instructional video. If you've got it, you cut over here. If you don't have it, yep. come on over here. But the, um, the amount of focus will be increased because the student is listening, watching. They can ask right. the questions. I can go over here and get more help or nope. I got it. I'm the decrease in any sort of behavioral distractions yeah. yep. instead of like, Hey, I need everyone's attention. Everybody up here, everybody. Yeah. No. Hey, Sammy, you know, Susie, come here. I need your attention. So those little lessons seem to be applicable to the everyday classroom. But I agree. I was my whole life for the first like month was answering questions to teachers. Yeah. And like yeah. it won't work. I can't hear the thing, you know, <laughs> I know. I know it's the worst. What I learned was, you know, maybe I wasn't, didn't run as good a classroom as I thought I did. So moving forward, like next year, when we do go back to the classroom, because I, I think that is inevitable, no matter how we get back there, um, to not necessarily have a schedule, but a to-do list yeah. to, to where like these, these at eight, and nine years old, they've, they've shown, you know, there was two assignments to do today and, and some kids, you know, and I don't know, maybe with high school kids, you didn't see this, but at 8 a.m., <laughs> you know, things are getting worked on and turned in. Where some kids are doing it at lunch. We had one little girl that liked to sleep till 1130 and, and she would get up and start, you know, and, and it's like, 
why can't they do that? Yeah. And, and if you teach them how to check this video out, if you got it, move on. Or for math, it's great. Take this pretest, which Ron, when did you show me that? Years ago, right? Yeah. yeah. I we mean, you know, take be- before we do chapter four, any lesson, here's a chapter four test. Yeah. If you can get an A on it, why do you need to sit through all of my lessons yeah. at from 925 to 10, you know, oh, set like that's right for yeah. the next what week and a half or two right. weeks. Uh, it, like, like, oh, my God, can you imagine as a as an the adult, the yeah. multiplication chapter, lesson one, multiplying with two, lesson two, multiplying with three, <laughs> lesson three, multiplying with four. And the poor kid's like. <laughs> there's, there's four multiplication chapters right so it's just you know a matter of just revamping and relooking and 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 giving those kids the opportunity to say listen if you can do it do it and now granted they they won't all be able to do it but that's why you'll you'll still be there to say all right so you need this uh we'll call it a lecture or a, a mini lesson you know a yeah. 10 minute mini lesson with me but but that's hard putting all those pieces in the place because now you have you know, I guess projects or things you have to do for those kids that can get it and run with it, which, which is why those, you know, things like we video, um, Google sites, you know, give them those opportunities to take it to the next level. But I mean, that's, those are a lot of pieces to put. That's a big jigsaw to work with. It is a big, and I know that, especially as elementary school teachers, you do stations. Mm-hmm. This is totally foreign to us as secondary right. teachers, right. you know, and so when I was genius. So I could have somebody over right. there working on this. And I go, I go, oh my gosh, you guys are so smart. You know, and, um, <laughs> they are I, smart. They, they they're are, so, they're smart. so smart. They're so smart. And yep. this, and the students can, can help design those stations. Yep. Like, okay, right. if you can multiply, like, I love the idea of allowing students to show how much self-management skills they really have by letting mm-hmm. them be independent and letting them be at their own level, uh, instead of trying to keep everyone quiet. So that right. we can keep every, don't move, don't touch, don't do, right. don't, where are you going? Why are you doing that right now? I need you to sit down. Don't sharpen your bed. I need you to start. Why don't you go outside? Yeah. For just right. a bit, you know, um, but showing them that they, they can manage themselves, that they are independent, that they are fully capable. And if they have a question that you're there, but yes, as far as how are we keeping, you know, I'm 35, you know, I've had up to 41 students in a class. How do you oh. keep? God, <laughs> how's that? Not coming to California anymore, huh? No, yeah. to teach. <laughs> right. Yeah, you just come for vacation. You it's a nice to... place to visit, but <laughs> how big are the rooms? If you if you have to yeah. put forty one kids, I mean, is it a standard size classroom? Yeah, I could imagine. <laughs> oh, you got to see my room. You're gonna love it. But uh, it's it's it is it's, it's crowded, and that's yeah. of course a concern for right now. Um, right, but. Uh, yeah, to, to let students feel capable instead of squashed, I guess, yeah. instead of limited, instead of uh, compliant, you know. Um, I, I think that that's, those are questions worth asking and, and solutions are worth finding and experimenting with because yeah. that's going to be just so invaluable to the student too, that, that confidence. The life skills of having to manage yourself—it's huge. And, and you talked of, about it; it's, it's experimenting, right? Like, yeah. who knows? Who knows? We're going to try it. We'll put this into place and, and see what happens. And and if this works, great. Then we'll try and improve upon it. If it doesn't, then it's X Y Z. Yeah. Um, but you also have to be a teacher who's willing to reflect on their practice, right? Like, in order to experiment, if you're not going to reflect. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's a tough road. And yeah. I think the other thing I, I, I wanted to say was like, 
the like you were saying, Marissa, the the life skill. I think a lot of times with when it's so teacher driven, we're teaching learned helplessness. Yeah. And I, I I saw quite a bit of that come through in remote learning where, you know, students were almost waiting to ask me a question or, or typing a question into Google Classroom that they could have typed into Google and found the answer to or went and saw a YouTube video. So what's funny about that? So so I'm not going to name names. My son had a really rough time with his science, um, with his science learning during remote learning. His teacher um, commented on a student, "Oh, thank Google for that answer because I know you didn't read my article." Oh, I nearly <laughs> a brick, and I and I don't and I don't like I don't like to talk like that. I don't like to curse on on. But holy smokes, yeah, I I wanted to pick up the phone. And and I'm like, wait a minute. Can you reply with an emoji? Like, give her the middle finger. Like, what are you kidding me? <laughs> what the poop? But, yeah. right, right, right. I, I could not believe. And you know, my son's going to graduate, and and there's a good chance that she's going to be at the graduation. And I really hope I can I can hold my tongue, and and to not just say like you're killing kids. Like I I would much rather. And and you know, I do teacher trainings. I'm not going to watch an hour and forty minute video to get 10 answers. You know, I, I just think that's ridiculous. And it's a science class and they have to read an article. How many, how many ways can you get an answer? Right. I mean, Ron, we, you, you watch a right. video, right? You listen to a podcast. When I saw that comment, I'm like, <laughs> Lord help me <laughs> because yeah. I'm gonna, I want to strangle. I want to strangle someone. Like, how can- But like you said, that's exactly what they should be doing. They know. didn't know. Right. They went, they looked I, it up. <laughs> I, I could not believe it. Right. Because, I, because you, you're a fool. If you're not using the device around yeah. you, right? Yeah. So may, and that's it. It's her practice or his practice needs to change. Yeah. Because if I can Google the answer, right? You're, it, it's not learning. <laughs> and, and, right. and, and when he was in class, I mean, I, I, I think things were a lot different. So I don't want to, that's another thing. Like I'm trying sure. to think like this was a tough experience. Um, right. so I understand, you know what? Here's an article, read it, answer these questions. But sure. if they do that and, and you don't specifically provide a rubric that says find the answers in this article or spend 15 minutes reading this article, then right. answer these. Like it, it just that that was heartbreaking to see that. And, yeah. and I'm sure. Well, let's just say like, hopefully that's the only situation like that out there. But right. but I think more than ever, I want to get this lady a teacher note shirt and say, like, look, lady, <laughs> wear the shirt or not Listen even to teach- the podcast. I don't you know what? Maybe I shouldn't even say that because there's probably a lot of other great teachers out there or, you know, right. maybe not even listen to t- get on Twitter. Holy smokes. Yeah. Like, like get some better PD yeah. because that response to it, to a to an eighth grade student <laughs> on the last day of school when you return things back, like, right. oh, man, I was. Yeah, I that was doesn't hot. do it. No. Yeah, that's what's, and what, where's the thinking in that? You know, right. and, where's the and, growth in that? Where's the how, how, encouragement like if, or liking school in that? It wasn't the last day. Why would that kid want to come back and do right. anything above and beyond for that teacher? Like what relationship is made there? Right. Like my, my, yeah. my assignments end all be all. And, and right. I was just and it like, was so end all be all that you could just Google the answer. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, so I, and for me, I'm all about, I mean, I'm an English teacher. I'm all about read it. Right. Right. But I'm done with the, finding the little things in it to prove that you read it. So I got yeah. rid of that years ago and, and it's more, what do you think? And do you agree with it? Do you disagree with it? Why? Right. What do you, you know, what are you seeing out in the world that's connected? Whatever. Yeah. But it's asking the question, 
and really being interested in their answers. Yeah. But it, yes, if you're so into into, into your own assignments, article, right? Like, right, I, something's I, wrong. I, but I, I love I, that you said, Joe, earlier you said, you know, maybe my class wasn't as, what did you say? Like as effective or efficient, something, something as good as I had wanted it to be or hoped it would be. Or like up to date or, you know. Something. But I mean, that's the reflection that we need. Right. And so often, you know, I, I speak and I do my posts or whatever. When I do my, my blog post, it's always, is this perfect? No. Does it work? Works for now. Right. Is it going to be better later? I hope so. Yeah. You know, yeah. and if so, I'll send it back. But even in my presentations, I'll, you know, I'll do 40 minutes of like, this is my idea. This is what totally failed. Here are the materials. Here are how other teachers have made it better. Go make it better for you. Go make it right. better for your kids. Go make it, just go keep making it better. Please don't go into a PD situation or read a blog post and go like, oh, there's the answer, the only answer, as though you've Googled it and it's ready to put on your little thing. <laughs> but just, you have to go make it better right. you, every time. Yeah. Right. And that's the one thing I, I I enjoy the my middle school teachers like or my middle school students I third fourth and fifth grade students I see once a week for the entire year okay and then my middle school students I see every day for a marking period okay so I get to do something with my first marking period students and then the next marking period I get to adjust it, wow. it you know which just is it's so refreshing. So that by the end of the year, I've had three iterations or two other iterations of that lesson yeah. or, or that unit, which is you almost like teacher guilt. You ever get that teacher guilt? I, say, I do uh, of like right? what I what I <laughs> how I bombed the first marking period, and yeah. you know, or like I'll at times be like, oh, how was I grading the first marking period? How is that fair to? Which just goes to show that the grading itself isn't fair, right? Like right. It, you know, it, it it should be. Did you learn? Right. And I'm sure the kids in the first mind period learn. Maybe the others learned more, but that was on me. But yeah. Yeah. I yeah, posted some pictures. That guilt. The guilt that in that first period guilt for those yep. of us who have like the yeah. but, uh, I posted pictures of my kids working in the classroom or some classroom itself and the former student who's now twenty five was like, What the heck? You know what I hear? My my first year, I uh, I I you froze I was lucky enough when I first got hired to be in the in in one of the uh, what do they call those uh, a cohort who were getting smart boards. So get a smart board. What do I do? I design spelling baseball. So now those kids that I had my first year, they're like, Oh, do you still play spelling baseball? I say, buddy, don't even do spelling. Anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> like no weekly spelling test. You don't play right. spelling baseball. I'm like, mm. yeah. Do you still taste the preposition song? Well, and I'm right, like, right. I don't, I don't. They'll, they'll come in the room and, and we now have tables. You know, we're, we're trying to, we got rid of all our desks and we got tables and, and we were working on different seating and, and the kids even from like previous years come in. They're like, this place looks so much better now. Right, yeah, <laughs> like, what the heck? And that's <laughs> like the same thing. So I might not have first marking period or first period remorse, but like I definitely see like, man, how 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 much I've changed over over yeah. the course of the couple of years and and like each year keeps getting better and better and those past couple of those first couple of years kids are like man I was just surviving you know like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I was just trying it's to so, get to lunch know, I, 
I've never really thought about it, but I think maybe that's a really good um, temperature check is if you don't have teacher guilt from yeah, first right? period to fifth period, or you don't have it marking period or year to year, you may not Something's be reflecting wrong. Right. quite. Yeah, because, man, I, I was at a, a meeting, a district meeting recently, and we were talking about trying to be creative and, you know, and I said, oh, gosh, PBL, I so many of my projects fail. And a couple teachers turned around, they're like, I'm so glad you just said that. Right. And I'm like, oh, I share the stuff that works, and I'll tell you what got me there, but I mean, the number of failings that get me to what's working, right. you know, and I think that that's, so I do try to also share like, hey, guess what, this bombed, you know. Oh, right? yeah. But the, yeah, but and that's I, a tough one to do, you know, share those failures. That's a, that's a tough, tough thing. Yeah, and I, but I even think even if we don't sit there and go into like the the details of it, because I don't want to waste anybody's time either. Right. Like, hey, you know what? Why don't you read this thing of, that totally doesn't work? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but at, at least like, hey, this does work, and these were some of the steps that I had to get through and some of those burning right. pains. But I, I do, I think we just kind of hit on something that like if you don't have that teacher guilt, yeah, from there's... first period to fifth period or marking period or or by grades or by by years that. Maybe we're not doing enough reflection. Yeah. Well, you think yeah. everything, you'd always get a little bit better, right? I mean, right. I remember right. when I, when I was first, right before I was waiting tables, you know, right before I got a full time position and my buddies and his wife came out to dinner and she was a teacher and she was talking about her friend. She goes, do you know she makes different lesson plans every year? And I looked <laughs> at her and I went, so <laughs> she goes, I don't know why you just don't use the same lesson plan. I went, oh. I said, Okay. And, and, yeah. and I started to get into it and, and, you know, it probably doesn't help that I'm a scatterbrain and like, um, I'm, I, I thrive in, in disorganization, you know, like okay. it'll be a hot mess, but I, I know my mess, you know, like yeah. I know where things are. Um, so like, <laughs> that's one of the reasons I can't do the same thing every year because like, I don't right. know where stuff is. Like, I don't, I don't really, yeah. I don't, I don't, it's not me, you know, like I think, I think you have to push it and, and, and and push yourself to what do we say, Ron? Right, one percent better. Yeah, like just just right, a little yeah. bit better every day, and and tweak it every year. Yeah. Um, one of my colleagues has a rule, and I, I loved it. She she as I started kind of because I did the whole subversive teaching thing for a while, where like no one really knew what was going on. It was very Mission Impossible, whatever, right? And then I started to kind of share what I was doing, and so people started kind of coming out of the woodwork a little, you know, and just like, hey, just you know, I try stuff too. You know, and, <laughs> and she comes and she goes, you know, my rule is I try at least one new thing per unit every mm. year. And I was right. like, that's kind of genius yeah. as far as like just just a little that's bit. simple, where, right? Like, yeah. it's Yeah. And especially if it's something that can be adapted and it's not so unit or topic specific, but like I could use it with this or this, right. or, this or this, you know, and then now you have all these tools at your disposal. And I think sometimes you, you can be one extreme or the other like that like so it's why my joe knows this my wife calls me a t-shirt buyer so like if i get excited <laughs> about something i want to buy a t-shirt you know sure. like hey, it's better so, than tattoos you know right. <laughs> really going all out get the t-shirt just see how it goes but like when new things come like i, I want to try that i want to try that and, and i found that starting to get overwhelming where I'm, i i have too many irons in the fire right whereas this year you know, I decided I'm going to focus on one specific thing that I am trying to bring into my lessons or focus on. And that made a huge difference because I was able to reflect better yeah. on it because it was just one thing. Right. 
you know, um, and I think that is that is helpful to just just do one one thing. Everybody can try one thing. Yeah. There's you a know. quote for you. Get that too. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. That Everybody can at least try That's one right. thing. Yeah. Um, I like it. So I guess of this experience, you know, and all these things, what are, what would you say are some of the most useful things you're, you're going to start to bring back into the classroom or some of the most important discussions that you think we should have moving forward as, as educators in general? Like, you know, yeah. just across the board. Well, in no particular order. Yeah, no, no. Okay, good. Because um, <laughs> I don't want it to have one has weight and one right, right, right. So can you tell that I'm... So I think it's exceptionally important that we talk about biases and we talk about equity and we talk yep. about the systems that we've had in place and why they're fair or not fair or do no harm. The fact that we can even label things yeah, as do yeah. no harm definitely says that we acknowledge there is harm. Um. We have to have those conversations, but anytime we have a conversation that starts to talk about rightfully dismantling systems that are in place that are, that are uh, keeping individuals and communities and our whole country back, we have to offer temporary ideas, right? Not the ultimate solution. And like, that's not going to work. So we're not going to try it. It's the iteration process of like, we keep trying, we keep trying 1% better, 1% better um, instead of finding the 100% solution right mm-hmm. now that will be permanent, that will always work. Um, I don't know that it exists, but yeah. I also don't think that's, that we don't try. Well, right, could it exist perfection. With, with, with each year, right? You get different kids, right? Different yes. kids and, and things change on a daily basis right. yes. for, for those kids. I think it's, right. it's real. It's, and, and it kind of goes back to relationships, right? right? You have to know who you're yes. dealing with. Yeah. Right. And, and you have to know yourself. Um, yeah. And and your life experience and why and what you know what your background and and why it's like that and what you know well, and what how, your biases are that you're bringing yeah. you know yeah. um, I mean I just put out this this weekend like you know I'm watching people tear down Confederate monuments yeah. and things like that and I'm you know I my job out of college my first four years was I worked as an archaeologist I am a history person so. When people would say like, oh, I want to tear down these monuments. I'm like, this is history. And then as you start to reflect on, yeah, but it wasn't put up for, for the, the history purpose, remember, right? right? Like it wasn't put up for that. And if I have to drive by that every day, yeah. knowing the, the hate yep. that, that was put up with and why it's there, yeah. it's got to come down. Yes, and, you when know, it was and, put and, up, and what was going on in history when it was put up. Right. Because it wasn't put up at the time of, you know, right. it was put up quite recently right. in the grand scheme and right. why it was, yeah. Um, and so, like, you know, my perspective on that, again, it's it, it's a matter of reflection, right? Like, my perspective has vastly changed uh, on things like that. Yeah, um, but even the, the, the gosh, the, it's such a small thing, but it is a thing. It's like the attire a student wears. Right. And the assumptions you might make about a student. Sure. Um, and, and then I think by when I have opened up what students can do in the classroom and what my role is that has adjusted the strength of biases that I didn't even know were there. Right. Right. And so, uh, they've lessened a lot, but it also made me aware that I had the biases in the first place. So, yeah. And totally unintentionally, I would verbally tell you, like, no, of course not. Right. But I, I didn't know. So those kinds of trainings, I think, are really important. 
Um, but I do think instead of finding the perfect solution, trying the, the damn near perfect that we, as close as we can get right now, and let's try it and fix it and fix it and fix it. So right. get the best solution for right now. Yes. And then know that it's not permanent. Right. And we need yep. to reevaluate. And, yes. Yeah. So every time that we put in some sort of a new system and same thing, like whenever I say like, you should try something, I mean, you should try it for like a week or a right. unit or a quarter. And then in, in our, we are reflecting on this date. We're mm. reiterating, we're bringing everybody in. We're going to see if we can make adjustments. So it's, um, that's what I mean by temporary. I don't mean yeah. that we should get rid of improvement. Um, so I think that, um, as a as an English teacher, looking at the literature um, and what we do with literature and why we select books, um, right. I I have to say my the books that I used to be required to teach um, are the same books that I read in high school that my parents read in high school that my you know like it's why are we doing this you know oh, yeah. and what are our ultimate goals what really matters and what are we trying to teach and is our literature supporting that um, and yeah, jo- and Joe and I did a podcast with. Uh, with a, a woman who's her, um, was her focus is LGBTQ plus yeah. students. Yeah. And I mean, both of us after that podcast were like, yo, we, our classroom's got to change. Like yeah. the, what we have in our library. The library. Yep. Yeah. Um, library's got to change. Yeah. I just put up a simple, you know, and I went to the administration. I said, look, I just want to put this up in my classroom. It was a simple rainbow triangle. Yep. It, you know, and it just said like, this is a safe space. Just yeah. hung it in my classroom. Yeah. And just that, you could almost see some kids come in and just like a, yeah, like a relief come over their face. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know, I've, but- I've been working with, I've, I've had probably that have come out to me. I've, I've had probably five or six students, transgender students. Um, and I'm thankful for the trainings that I had prior to, to having those students come out to me. Um, I, I am thankful for that. I'm thankful for their, the students' patience with me. Mm-hmm. I'm fully supportive, LGBTQ, fully supportive, um, of, of <laughs> equal rights for all people. Um, but as far as things I wouldn't have thought, like, do I call you by the name on your birth certificate with your parents mm-hmm. or in front of other teachers or in front of other students? Do you want me to intervene when a student says something? Do you want to handle it? Do you want to ignore that it's happened? What do you want to have right. happen? Um, and I definitely don't want to ignore it, but I also don't want to bring it to the attention of students, you know. Right, right. So um, I think as far as equity, it has to it has to happen. The trainings have to happen. Um, the literature has to happen. Everything needs to be more, not only representative, but so much more relevant to the world that we live in. Right. And yeah. the world that we it doesn't all have to be happy literature, that's for sure. Because I want to be able to say, do you want to live like this? Well, right. Is this and you, the kind of world you want? You you need literature that's going to spark conversation, right? Yeah. Like it's it's not all rainbows and lollipops. No. And, and you know, and again, that's that's a high school, right? Like you know, right. it's it's not going to be the same conversation in third grade. Right, right. But you can introduce diversity. Well, you know, our conversation in third grade might be like, Yes, a, a girl can have a football catch with the boys, or or we had right. girls that that wanted to play lacrosse the same like the way boys, the right? boys played yeah. lacrosse. Yeah. Like it, they're like, it's not fair. Why, I want to hit somebody. I'm like, right. girl, <laughs> me I'm too. Knock that kid out. Yeah, like, <laughs> go for it. No, no, no. I mean, right. you know, but, but you know, like that. To me, that's 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 a start. You know, because yeah. then they start saying, well, why is it like that? 
Like right. that's that's not fair. Like you know what? That's it's you're right. Fair. That's not fair. Let's yeah. run with that and and see where it goes. Yeah, and that's another. I have to say that phrase that you just that's not fair. I I flashed to my daughter, six years old, and I obviously my teaching is informing my parent parenting, and my parenting is informing my teaching. Yep. It's a, it's very interesting to watch that go around. Um, but this also is one of those improvements where I think there's right now, or at least when I first started teaching, and maybe not, it was just my perspective, is that education, I'm using my air quotes for the people that are just listening, using air quotes. <laughs> education or the school experience was teacher versus student or student versus teacher, or it was at least perceived that way by some right. of the people involved. And uh, I don't want to be versus. Right. So that increased uh respect and tone and um is so important my my 6 year old a couple months ago spoke to me in a tone that i would usually use in correcting her behavior <laughs> and she gave me that tone i was like don't you use that tone with you know the thing the line <laughs> right, right right yeah yeah and she goes talk to me that way <laughs> and i was like she goes that's not fair you get to talk to me that way and i don't get to talk to you that way and it took everything in me and like my teacher self came in and was like, right. you're right. I will think about that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, can't promise but, anything, but I, yeah, you're still wrong in your behavior. But right. how I talk to you is uh, different. So that's been one of the things that uh, I've been, I've been thanked for in the last few years from students is you don't talk to me like I'm a little kid. You right. know, I, you, I forget where I read it. Um, it was a quote that they, they said, you're the way you talk to your kids and your students becomes their inner voice, you know, and, and I do like, I, I have a son and I, and I think about it all the time because I, I, I want him to do well and I want him to be successful. But, you know, as a 13 and 14 year old boy, sometimes yeah. <laughs> that's hard to remember, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and, um, that's, that's tough. That's tough. But, but like you said, like to, to treat them like, I mean, not, not as in like people, you know, Joe. <laughs> no, because we don't like people. No, no, <laughs> no but like people, like, uh, like, sorry. like, like just, uh, just, just a person, yeah. you know, just, just a person. And, and I deal with eight year olds, but they, I, I, I treat them like I, and, and I can't say that when I started, like I, I wasn't not a yeller, but you know, like I, w I would, you had a teacher voice. Uh, I had a teacher right. voice, definitely right. had that teacher voice where in the past couple of years, I don't think I've ever used my teacher's voice. Yeah. And, and I might tell them, you know, like, all right, guys, let me, Mr. Paul's now got to get on a soapbox and talk to you about some things. But it, but it's never, you know, it, it's never like, let me tell you something. Well, about it's talk to you about some things, not talk at you about some yep. things. Right? right. Like that's right. the difference. Yes. Or we're having a conversation. Some things. Yeah. Right. And I, so I think that, that is an interesting thing that I think we need to, explore, reflect on, bring yeah. with us. But my, my last one would be, and it's, it's always interesting as I do this in my presentations as well, is re in regards to the ultimate skill. So a lot of, uh, when I first started, I think the ultimate skill was synthesize or, or maybe it was analyze. Then it was evaluate. Then the ultimate skill you could do was synthesize and like it keeps adding. And now yeah. the ultimate skill is create. And I totally get it. And I appreciate that. And I do want students creating. I want them creating a lot more. Um, but I think I want to go one more, which is, yes, analyze. Yes, evaluate. Yes, synthesize your own thoughts, not just their thoughts. Um, and create something to communicate what you're thinking to the world for different audiences. 
but also to then not just create, but communicate your creation. So here's my process. Here's what I was intending to do. Here's the audience. Here's why I did it this way. Here are the failures that I encountered. Here's what I want to do next. And here's the hope, you know, what the effect that I hope my creation has on its intended audience. So not just create it, but communicate everything that goes along with that creative process and, and your intention is, I think, where we need to go. Because when I think about the different paths that the students will go on and they have to give a presentation or they have to explain their idea, they have to fully explain it, not just be like, here you go, I, here's my finished product. Right. It's everything else. That's yeah, a good so. point. I mean, you know, I think like that was one of my main things, like not being in school for my eighth grade class was I said, I want you guys to be creating content, right? Yeah. So talk to your parents. If you can create a social media account at your age, uh, try and create a social media account. Find your passion. I had some amazing stuff come out. And I, what was even better than some of the stuff coming out was some, some of the messages I got from students. Like one was just thanking me for getting her to start to think. She said, I am looking at things that are political now. I am looking at things that I think are unjust and unfair. And I am putting it out there to the world that I think it's unjust and unfair. And I want to be part of the change. And I want to have a voice in it. Like if I, I said, like, I could just mic drop, I'm done. Like, I, yeah. that's like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, ha right now. I'm happy with my life. <laughs> yeah. If that, it, you know, and she was, she is a student who, you know, I said to her, like, you are a powerful young woman who can get people to listen up. Uh, you know, I said, you're, you're graduating eighth grade, but I said, you remind me of some of the kids I saw coming out of Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School with, after the, the shooting. Right. Like, who you can get people to turn their heads. And that's it. Like, if you can just thinkers, right? Like, imagine if you can hone those skills. At yeah. 13 years old, and yeah. then what you can do by the time that you, you enter the world of work. Um, yeah. I, I totally agree. And I think uh, I got rid of tests. I got rid of quizzes. I got rid of all these other assignments and everything is creating and collaborating and agile planning. And who is your intended audience and how is that going to work for them? And what are you trying to say? And what do you think? But I leave everything, almost everything open. And that allows for that creativity, but also that struggle of, of right. needing yep. to improve 1% and like, where yep. do I find that and Google it? And, uh, well, and not turning people. something in. Everybody's so used to turning something in and it's done, right? Yeah. Like I turn in my test, it's done. I turn in my project, it's done. When you hand it back and go, you know, I'll say reflect on it and don't tell me there's nothing you would change because you can always change something. You know, and I, I say that doesn't mean you don't put something out. Right. Like if we, Joe and I waited for a podcast episode to be perfect, nothing would have ever come out. Right. 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 But when we listen to our first episodes to now, there is vast improvement upon what we've done. You know, so having that, that ability to just, it's not done. Yeah. It's just a step in the process. Yes. And, and really talking about what's your purpose. So I mean, right. yes, it's not done, but my purpose is this. And so here I'm offering it to the audience for that purpose and to, to further something along, it's huge. But there's there's a respect to, you offered that student an opportunity to be herself, to hone some skills that'll be good for her, to, to, to be able to communicate beyond an assignment 
um, there's a massive amount of respect in right. offering that to the student. Right. But I, unfortunately, though, you know, unfortunately, in our normal, you know, and again, like you were saying, I'm using air quotes for people. Yeah. We're so in a box with like web filters and this that these stu- I could have never given that as an assignment. Because they're, they couldn't create a social media account. They couldn't, you know, we can't, our students can't use phones or any devices other than their Chromebooks. Um, in yeah, class. they're going to have to get over that. But I right. mean, those, those are also those things of like, what are we going to learn from this time period? They can do it. If their parents say it's okay to, for them to use yep. their social media and to do right. it, let the parents monitor it. Right. They should be able to use their, my kids use their phones every day. They don't put them away. Well, right. And how can you, how can I teach, you know, as a technology teacher, one of my things is teaching digital citizenship. Yeah. How can I teach you to digital citizenship if you can't use anything digital, right? Like we're talking about your digital footprint. Well, you're not allowed to create a digital footprint. So let me just tell you some horror stories. Does every teacher in your district allow that? Them to, them, oh, am I not coming in? No, you no, are. Just oh, okay. At you. Um, okay. Because <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, like I don't know if the district has a like an overall policy, like no no cell phones out. Yeah, because I, this is that's a that's a problem, right? T- kids yeah. don't know what to do. I could use it in this class. I'm not allowed to use it in this class. Right. Some yeah. teachers will tell me to put it away. Some teachers will write me right up, like yeah, right. Like no, that's, I know it's so funny, right? Like using phone. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, right. Do you have any idea how many times I'm using my phone? Right. In, you know, in the meeting, I'm like. I'm sitting here talking to you guys. I'm like, hey, I can't talk right. You know, I, right, right. I'm, I'm multitasking. I have right. shit to do. Like I, so um, my students, they can use their phone. And as long, and so we talk about it. I was like, look, when I'm in a meeting and it's a staff meeting and a text comes through from my husband, I'm going to respond and put it down because I need to pay attention. Right. It's part so of So you're teaching them a skill. Yes. Right. Like you, that's have, the, right. you have to manage. We talk a lot about, it's not about self-control. It's about self-management. Right. And so I, I, I do talk to them about it. Do we have kids that like really struggle with their phones? Yeah. And it even got to the point where, uh, and I will not say the student's name, but if my students ever heard this, they'd be cracking up. Right I know. Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. They're like the whole class. We, we would, there is a student who would rack up 14 hours on their phone. Like you could see their, uh huh. And so 14 hours is a long time. I was like, how do you feel about that? And so we would have that conversation. I'm like, that's pretty much all of your waking hours. Right. You're on your phone. At what point is this your world versus this is your right. world out here? You know? And, and but it so, allowed you to have that conversation. Yes. And she set a goal like, all right, mm. I see your 14 hours. I'm going to work on it. It's going to be 10 hours next week. And she got down to like six hours. Right. She cut it in, in more, more than, than half. half. Yeah. Yes. And so it's, but to have that conversation with my students also, there are some apps that are just freaking easier on your phone. Right. You know, right. I use iMovie to make a video. I'm not going to get something on the, like, iMovie's easy. Just do it. It already, you know, it automatically links up to Drive and to YouTube. Don't worry about Why are we limiting them from tools that they have at their disposal? Right. Especially when we're talking about the digital divide. Yep. It's, um, so many of my students, regardless of their economic status. Have a phone. Have a phone right. and there's, there are apps available to them. Teach them right. how to use it to their benefit. Yeah. And I think Sorry. the other thing, like we're in a small district okay. and our digital policy is the same kindergarten to eighth grade, right? So the rights don't change. So, but maybe there should be a talk of, Hey, you know what? When you get into middle school, we need, you know, 
Grant, we don't want a third grader making a Twitter and Instagram account, right? Like probably not, right? You know, but, a, but an eighth, an eighth grade. Well, yeah, maybe, right? Well, like, you know, but you know what? In third grade, you have them make the videos, and you start right. you, a classroom right. Instagram okay. account, right. right? Like, right, right, right. So, so there's there's scaffolding that you, yeah. do, right? right? But in eighth grade, like that was the thing with my project. It was uh, we talked about you are a brand like Nike, like Adidas, like Amazon. Yeah. You can damage your brand or you can build your brand to something unbelievable. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about how do we build your brand? How do we, you know? Yeah. I, ta- I, I use the story I was telling, trying to tell my students. I go, do you think that I, I have a four year old and a six year old and I'm looking at care.com and some of you are on care.com. I'm absolutely <laughs> checking Twitter. Facebook. I'm Googling you. I'm going to just leave you here with my car keys, my house keys, my two children and like all my, no, you know, and I go, do you really think like, do me a favor, everybody. And they all do it. Right. Like, Get onto your social media and tell me, am I hiring you? Right. Am I adding you to, because a lot of my students are are athletes and aspiring college and athletes. Am I putting you on the team? Right. Do I want you representing my university? Right. I don't need those problems. I don't. Absolutely not. So some of them are, are you can't have those conversations though if I start saying things like you can't use your phone. I also mm-hmm. give them a hard time because like Snapchat, they're all they're all looking up each other's noses. And I'm like, <laughs> honestly, at this point, you're just really weird, right, uh, right? But if you need to look up people's noses and that's your thing, then you go right ahead. You know. <laughs> so, um, but no, they 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 use them and they put them away. Uh, some kids struggle, but. And you have that conversation with them or with the family or whatever. But no, we need to, if anything that we notice is that kids are far more capable of being independent when given the opportunity to, the tools, and someone to support them in that process. So we need to open things up, not not close it down. Yeah. Yeah, And I hope that, you know, I've I've been even brainstorming since school and that like, how can I keep this going if it goes back to normal? Is it like a, a lunchtime during eighth grade's lunch, do we have a digital leadership group that's a voluntary? You can sign up that we, you know, but it's, I'm playing with an idea right now. I'm playing with an idea and we should have this conversation in a few weeks after I like, make it. <laughs> okay. but, but uh, yeah, I, I think we might be doing a kind of like, you know how you can get Google certified, right? Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like badges and we're going to have badges, yep. three different levels starting from, kindergarten yep early elementary kind of upper elementary yep. school whatever high school and then um having a student-led student-created virtual conference for students and for teachers um and they will have created the videos the pd the slideshows they will you know all the different skills they will have practiced their speaking skills their intended audience all of yep. those things would be in it um and then the students that are in that third level they're creating content and they could get, um, cause in all of our wisdom, we are still requiring community service hours while everything is shut down. So, <laughs> so, you know, like, well done, everybody. We've yeah. thought that was through. So, but they could create content to help teachers or to help students, uh, tutorials and videos, right, right. And whatever. So the, and they could get community service hours for that. So we're, that'd be awesome. I'm playing with some things, but we'll, we'll, uh, we'll keep in touch and figure this yeah, out. Yeah. I mean, hopefully together. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. This has been an awesome conversation. I know you guys are super fun. I was going to say, there's so many times where Joe and I end, like come to, to the end and we're like, 
this is really like we've just been sitting around or the conversation could have happened over drinks at a bar yeah. somewhere or right. like it's just it's just a natural conversation. You would swear we've known each other, it, yeah. you know, um, or that which we is damn pretty amazing. Too. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, we need yeah. to work together. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we really appreciate the the time you've you know, spent with us the last well, hour so and a half. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> thank you so I, much for having me. It was super fun. And I feel a, an energy that I haven't felt in a few weeks. So oh, I, that's good. I oh, yeah. genuinely appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so if people wanted to get in touch with you or follow you, what, what are the, yeah. the ways that they can do that? So I'm on everything. Okay. Right? <laughs> and uh, so Marissa E. Thompson, um, or if they go to unlimitedteacher.com or hashtag unlimitedteacher, you're going to find, you're going to find all this stuff. So, um, even like YouTube, I've got some YouTube videos that are right. two minutes, five minutes, whatever, just, uh, some of the things that we talked about, but more of like the how instead of the philosophical. Right. Um, right. Yeah. So absolutely. It was, they can find me and, and, uh, I box. Okay. Cool. Tweet and we can just yep. talk about stuff and create together. So please do. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. So again, Marissa, thank you so much for joining us. Joe, you have anything you want to add? I, I think this was great, Ron. Like, like you said, it seems like these conversations just flow. And, yeah. and I guess because we're all together talking about something that we all share the same passion for. Yeah. Um, and, and I guess that's it. Like we're all, we're pulled together. It's like magnets, right? We're in North yeah. ends and then the, the passion for education is the South end and we just like come together. Yep. Yeah. Um, so it was a great conversation. I know I'm leaving with stuff and uh, yep. thinking oh, about how to revamp September yeah. and what's what. And and I'm excited about some maybe recipes coming my way. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. You know, Travel with, tips. You got it. And, but I tell you what, I don't know. I would maybe send the recipe with no pictures because sometimes like. Uh, like I, I do, Yes, very much so. <laughs> <laughs> but but I'm willing to try. There you go. That's all it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, we'll end it there. And again, thank you, Marissa. Um, it was well worth the wait of <laughs> trying to get this together for us to yeah. have this conversation. Uh, thank you both for having me. Teacher nerds, teacher nerds, knocking on your door. Open up, let's take your teaching further than before. Give it a try, don't be shy, there's nothing there to lose. Worst thing that happens, kids get pain on their shoes. We're talking teacher nerds, I'm talking teacher Thanks for listening to the Teacher Nerds Podcast. Keep up with every new episode by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, or anywhere you listen. Remember to visit teachernerds.com, and that's nerds with a Z. Follow us on Twitter at Teacher Nerds and on Instagram at Teacher Nerds Podcast. And thank you for being one of the Teacher Nerds.